0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Twelve twelve. December twelfth. Are you worried? I don't know why. But maybe you should be, right? I'm a little bit worried. I once dated a millennial, and she ordered avocado toast. Right? She asked, she asked the waiter 19 times, is this orange juice fresh? And you're like, what do you? What, what? And the waiter didn't speak enough English, and she didn't speak enough Spanish to figure out that it came from a carton, right? She wanted it fresh squeezed. She wanted fresh squeezed orange juice or nothing. Don't bring me anything from a carton. And she wanted avocado toast. She also wanted Harlem Globetrotter tickets. Winner right now. Here's the big deal. We'll get back to the, the millennial in just a second. Big ol' big old winner. Winner chicken dinner. You get to see four tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Monday, January 21st, 2019 at the SAP Center. In San Jose. Not bad, right? The Harlem Globetrotters return to the Bay Area with six games. January 12th through Martin Luther King Day. Junior Day. January 21st. Score your tickets. Score your tickets. Get a slam dunk at Ticketmaster.com. And don't miss your chance to get in on the action at SAP Center at San Jose and Oracle Arena. January 12th through the 21st. But these tickets are the 21st at the SAP Center. So, if you're in the San Jose general area, and you're like, hey, what am I doing on January 21st? I don't know. These would be good stocking stuffers. Call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You get four tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 21st at the SAP Center in San Jose. 800-516-1220 to get those tickets. Now, back to the millennials. And my girlfriend, who liked avocado toast and um, fresh squeezed orange juice, is it fresh? Is it fresh squeeze? Like, she probably asked that question and she tried to say it slower because they weren't jiving on language. And I was like, I gotta get out of this relationship. I gotta get out of this relationship. But millennials are gonna have to work until almost 70, we're finding out. I don't want you to work till seventy, especially if you are a millennial. I believe the children are our future, and I believe millennials should save more than they are. A lot of millennials won't be able to retire until seventy. We find out. So imagine a millennial being seventy years old and fretting about their avocado toast and how back when I was young, avocados cost a buck fifty each. And now they're like four hundred dollars. If you go circa twenty sixty two, when the millennials retiring. So a new survey says that millennials won't be able to retire till seventy or later. It's a boring old message, not saving enough, right? Blah 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 blah. The best advice you can give a millennial this this Christmas, this holiday season, Kwanzaa. Slap them around and say, drop the avocado toast. No one no one buys it. You're being you're you're being you're being un American. Those avocados come from Mexico. Right? Right? Oh come on, Mike, you're dropping the ball on this one. Right. Oh. Right, oh, he's, right? 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 Head. Right? So, given wage stagnation that we've seen, student loans are, are kind of eating up the financial goals of millennials right now. Saving for retirement is a bumpy road, no matter what. You work for a company, the company runs in financial difficulties, they shut down. Now, I I, people hire me, and I I say, you don't have to pay me. I don't want to be paid. But people hire me, companies hire me, to come talk to their employees and say, hey, millennials, you need to save more than 4%. So there's a company that that rhymes with MISA that they give a 6% match on their 401k. It's pretty darn good. It's good getting if you can get it. And some of the employees won't even do it. you need to save 15%, but if the company's throwing in another 6%, percent woo you're doing well. So, a lot of millennials are saying, I can't really afford the 401k because I have, A, to go to the white party this year for New Year's, where everyone wears white. Very original millennials, very original. And for breakfast the day after New Year's Eve, we gotta get, uh, uh, Avocado toast. Got to get avocado toast. Is the avocado fresh? Is the avocado fresh? But pe- millennials aren't saving enough. The pay hasn't caught up to their debts with college loans. Um, a lot of millennials have tons of credit card debt. That's a bad one. That's a no-no. People are reluctant to discuss personal financial issues. And I kind of like that I get to talk about personal financial issues. Because when you dated a millennial, you get to talk about, that avocado toast is like eight bucks. And you're like, isn't it just a piece of bread with a fruit on top of it? Kind of, yeah. It's too taboo to talk about your 401k, but we can talk about avocado toast. Uh, Or we can talk about bottles of wine. So millennials enjoy a good experience. So with that being said... With your cash flow, you got to save more and more money. Get at least the company match if you have a 401k. If you can't save to the match, then save 1% or 2% or 3%, whatever it is. And every year, add another 1% to it. So I would prefer you save 15 to 20% when you're young so that when you're older, you're like, I don't have to save anything at all. But I'll be realistic, and I'll meet you halfway. Start with 3% this year, and then move it to 4% in 2019, and then 5% in 2020. Build your wealth. And over time, you're like, what's just 1%? It adds up. So it's a calculated risk that you're going to work till the day you die. Or you're going to work and maybe lose your job when you're 65, 60. And suddenly that avocado toast is look really expensive. Save more when you're young. Millennials, I'm talking to you. Listen to this. 23% of workers have quit a job because of because of crappy boss? Nope. Um, horrible em- employees that you work with that have bad breath? Nope. 3.5 million Americans quit their jobs every month. And what's weird about it is people are voluntarily quitting. I quit. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. I'm going to sing that on my way out. Don from Palo Alto got the, the tickets for the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, how fun, right? It's a crazy skill to be a Globetrotter. That's all I'm going to say. I once wanted to be a Globetrotter. I, I got into the music. I, I, I bought into the whole curly thing. And then I realized I couldn't play basketball for my life. I was just a stupid, uh, puffy white guy who had no ball control. I had no mojo. So anyway, 3.5 million Americans are quitting their jobs right now because of the tight labor market. They're they're telling their boss to take this job and shove it because they can go to another job. Pretty cool, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM
0: 1220, KDOW. Now, chatting with Coach Sendek, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report.
1: It's now time for checking with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sendek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli, with Coach.
2: All right, I'm here with Santa Clara men's basketball coach Herb Sendek for our weekly chatting with Herb segment, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan Insurance, because you're different. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. Uh, coach, our first visit uh, of the season, our Wednesday morning sessions, uh, comes uh, about midway through the non-conference schedule, or a little bit more, and the big news for the Broncos Coach Coming into that non-conference schedule, two games in, you lose your point guard, uh, senior guard uh, K.J. Fagan. How has the team adjusted, relying on a freshman like Trey Wertz and another guard uh, in his first year with the program, Taj Eady? Well,
3: we're still very much a work in progress because we've actually lost four players. Um, for the season, if not significant per- periods of time, uh, three of whom you know, have started for us and a, and a fourth player who potentially could have. So um, it's really uh, shortened our bench, especially at the guard position, and it's, it's required some guys to play positions that they weren't expecting to play. So we've kind of had to slot over a little bit.
2: Let's talk a little bit about uh, Taj Eadie. He's in his first year, but he redshirted last year after transferring. Uh, what kinds of things does he bring to the team in terms of just being confident and calm on the ball and uh, helping the players around him? Well,
3: you know, he, he's a very quick uh, athlete, um, and he can, he can certainly uh, score the basketball. And i uh, been really uh, pleased for the most part with his on-ball defense, and uh, I think he's Uh, really gotten
2: off to a tremendous start this season. Broncos return, Josip Vrankic, who uh, is going to offer a lot in terms of uh, uh, scoring and rebounding, but also a first-year player in Josh Martin, who's a grad transfer from Cal Poly, who has had an effective time rebounding for the Broncos, and, and also leading, uh, by example, for the other forwards.
3: Yeah, man, when you say that, you know, you, your lead-in with Josip, you know, reminds, reminds us that he's the only player on our entire roster that played last year. And uh, Josh Martin, although he's an older guy uh, it's his first year with us uh, and he's just been tremendous on the backboard you know his rebounding is consistent something we can count on
2: game in game out and then I wanted to ask you to go back uh, when you were out of school whether it be high school or college did you get an opportunity to come out and watch basketball games whether it was local college or high school like maybe some fans in the Bay Area might have a chance to come out and watch the Broncos on this homestand I've always been watching basketball, whether it was a break or not. I've,
3: I've spent my whole life in the gym and, and never needed an excuse uh, to go there. I just, you know, have always loved basketball. My dad was a coach. So I've been, if, you want to look,
2: if you were looking for me, you could find me in the gym. <laughs> Listen to our chat with uh, Coach Herb Sendek every Wednesday at 820, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance, specializing in business and personal insurance, financial services, and employee benefits. Find them at heffins.com. And, Coach, uh, we thank you as always. Broncos take on Mississippi Valley State on Thursday tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Thanks again. Thank you very much.
1: Beijing time, China's vice premier and the U.S. secretary, U.S. treasury secretary chit-chatted via phone to discuss roadmap for the next stage of trade talks. And this is a massive press release. Does it mean trade talks are done? No. It means that it's a press release. Does it mean that they won't get done? No. Um, But Donald J. Trump at the real Donald Trump Said, very productive conversations going on with China. Watch for some important announcements. Um, okay. It's tough for me to get on the radio and say, okay, watch for some important announcements coming. It just doesn't sound right. CBS is holding its annual shareholder meeting in New York City today after scheduling the event twice due to Leslie Moonvez, chairman and CEO, former chairman and CEO. Company most recently reported quarterly results at the beginning of November and beat expectations, but they're having a problem lining up this media event because Les Moonbass keeps coming up in the news and it's not for good reasons for CBS. Elsewhere out there, and there's a lot of stories out there today, um, as far as like uh, big picture stuff, no, there's not a lot of economic data for us to drill down into. Um, So a lot of the headlines are like, CBS is delaying their annual shareholder meeting. You know, shareholder meetings are kind of brutal. Sometimes people get up and go, like at an Apple event, Tim Cook, why haven't you invented a talking phone? And he's like, we we have Siri, we have a talking phone. Okay, I'll sit back down. So people get up and like start screaming questions. And CBS doesn't really want any of that. So that's out there. Uh, but shareholder meetings are something if you can ever get a chance to go to, you should. It's almost like if you ever get a chance to vote, you should. Uh, you sh- certainly shouldn't miss it. Warren Buffett is the king of investing, and we're going to pay attention to his fourth quarter early fourth quarter earnings call um, coming up. Will he say that he owns shares of Apple, or has he sold shares of Apple? Is he down on shares of Apple? What will he say? <clears throat> he tends to be a pretty do a pretty good job of disclosing. And if you followed Warren Buffett, you may not do as well as Warren Buffett because he discloses 30 days after the fact. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola, American Express, um, all his largest holdings, Apple, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola, American Express, not having a good quarter. So those five stocks have fallen, you know, eighteen plus billion dollars. Um, so you look at Apple and they've gone from a trillion to eight hundred billion dollar market cap, and you start going, okay, I wonder how Warren's doing. I wonder like what he's going to say. I wonder if he's buying. I wonder if he's selling because again, you kind of you kind of uh, I'm not going to say gain an advantage, but he's not. He's not, it's not like following an eighth grade class of of eighth graders who are buying and selling stocks. It's not crazy what he says, you know? I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm just throwing it out there, seeing if it sticks, right? Um, Google hired today, and Google's in the news a lot for the wrong reasons these days. Their employees don't like uh, Google's management dealing with China's government. They're like, why are you dealing with those people? Um, They're not very nice people. Google's uh, management is having a problem with employees talking about sexual harassment issues at work. So, Google's in the news today, and it's not necessarily bad news. The stock is actually moving higher. But they, too, are managing kind of, I want to say, a crisis. Facebook is in a crisis. Apple's in a China crisis. The market, like, there's something going on there, Right. Um, and then there's a, a tie to China, and China wants to tell Canada, hey, you can't extradite our citizens to America. There's, It's kind of a crisis out there, but at the same time, it feels like it's more the norm. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220
1: KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz and don't forget the weeknight replay at 7 please don't panic today's last day to get a Whopper at McDonald's whoa I hate that story I know you're saying Whopper at McDonald's. Something's wrong. So Burger King's trying to push their app, and then their way they're doing it is: get you go to McDonald's and turn the app on, and it'll look at your GPS and it'll say, "Whoa, he's in McDonald's. He can get a Whopper for a penny." Do we really need penny whoppers? It's, it's a question. And what's what's surprising to me is I did the story, you know, 12 days ago on the television station that I work with. And everyone in the studio was wildly excited about a penny whopper that you can get and put in your belly. And I'm like, okay. So I'm the wrong audience for this, this story, per se. And then I see today, you can get 12 Krispy Kreme donuts on the 12th of December today. It's the day of the dozens. I know you're saying... Um, The Day of the Dead? No, 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 no. The Day of the Dozens. With any purchase of any dozen donuts, you can get a dozen of the chain's original glazed donuts for a buck. There's a limit of two deals per, per, per customer. So you want to be the, the party hero? Show up with 24 donuts and see who dies first. You or your boss of jealousy um yeah I, I don't quite get some of these deals uh December twelfth is also oddly enough national ambrosia day I am like ambrosia is that what is ambrosia like I don't quite know what ambrosia is and I'm like is that uh, something you slip in someone's drink to get them kinda like toasty no um today is also December twelfth is national Dingling day. I don't know what to say to that. It's also Gingerbread House Day, and it's also Poinsettia Day. So I'm kind of imagining somewhere out there, somewhere out there, someone works at a Poinsettia Foundation and said, what day could we make National Poinsettia Day? And somehow people give them money. Maybe it's florists. Maybe it's, I don't know. But for some reason, it's National a Day. We got too many freaking fracking days in this world, in my opinion. 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about? We could talk about money investing and more. We could talk about Krispy Kreme, and they give a dozen donuts oh, away for free if you buy a dozen donuts, or a dozen donuts for a buck if you buy a dozen donuts. To me, that screams of publicity, right? you got to be really really careful on publicity. Um in my opinion just you got to kind of learn what when a company's telling you it's a press release versus when a company's telling you, you know, hey, here's our numbers. All we are asking is give peace a chance. Comments from President Donald Trump over trading the rest of Huawei Technologies CFO lifted US stocks today. Woo! There's some peace overtures coming from China. Nice. Can the gains last? Can we get to our Santa Claus rally? Who knows? Theresa May, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, faces a leadership challenge. She may be out. Uh, My personal opinion is I don't care. So I look at the euro... 10, 11, 12, 13 nations as a group now, and not so much as the United Kingdom. They're just not as as important um, as taking a look at something like China. So she faces a leadership challenge. CalPERS, I think you're saying CalPERS. Let me think about CalPERS for a second. California Public Employees Retirement System. It's a big, big pension fund. So if you work for the state of California, you participate in the CalPERS retirement fund, right? Um, they say, no, we will not invest in tobacco. No. Tobacco. Tobacco is no. bad. Tobacco causes cancer. Tobacco is, uh, it ruins the world It makes people's teeth yellow. Oh, I love the smoker laugh. Gets me every time. When I try to do it, it makes me cough. Um, So they say no to tobacco, right? But listen to this. Height of hypocrisy. Calpers is willing to say yes to marijuana. Oh, well, that's interesting, right? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McGuire. (laughs) He likes playing bongos. So they do a third-quarter filing, because that's the calendar year that they're on. And, and they are they have a position in Tilray. Now, that's important because, A, it's a big fund. And it, big buys big, right? It's the largest pension fund in the United States. I, I, I think there's some hypocrisy of saying no to tobacco, but yes to marijuana. And it just goes to show you, like, hey, you know, they're trying to beat the market. They're trying to stay ahead of the market. They're trying to be the market. In 2000, CalPERS sold its position in tobacco stocks and imposed a limited ban on investing in tobacco-related companies. So you go back 19 years on that, right? They say that they missed out on $3 billion in returns through 2014 because they didn't invest in tobacco. Whoa. Um, CalPERS could have used that for sure because... As of last year, it had $138 billion unfunded liability. Now, stop and think about that for uno momentero. You work for the state of California for your whole life. You're expecting to get some sort of set return in retirement, right? But they're $138 billion short. And one of the reasons they're short is because they said, we, we said no to tobacco. Tobacco stocks generally kick out a big old dividend, um, in general, not always, but in general. So CalPERS has recommended removing all restrictions against investing in tobacco in 2016. So they kind of flip-flopped, right? Uh, investing in tobacco would pit CalPERS' portfolio against the financial and physical well-being of its members in the rest of California. That's the the issue, but there's a loophole, right? Now, they can hire third-party fund managers to help with their... You know, massive, massive retirement fund. And the third party people can do whatever they want. So, Tilray isn't CalPERS' only exposure to marijuana. They have 587,000 shares of Constellation Brands, ticker symbol STZ. Now, Constellation Brands, if you look at it, they do beer, wine, and spirits. And they too have taken a big stake. In marijuana, by investing into canopy growth, ticker symbol CGC. I'm not an expert, but everything sh- is showing me at this point in time that canopy growth is basically they're they're, they're producing a commodity. Now, what's interesting about this is marijuana is a commodity; it's a plant, right? You can grow marijuana almost anywhere, so I hear. If you have a, a warm home and the right light, you can grow marijuana in your home. So there's a little bit of question about canopy growth. Like, yeah, they're going to be massive weed farmers, per se. So if you ever thought about investing in corn, you're like, whoa, I get it. Corn is subject to pressures that commodities sometimes fall into. The weather. So bad weather, drought could lead corn to spike in price next year. But drop in price this year is you have to harvest everything and kind of kill the plant, per se. You're like, whoa. Same thing with marijuana. What's interesting is canopy growth is based out of Canada. And if you know anything about Canada, it's kind of like a cold Arctic tundra. It's not exactly known for its Maui Waui, which is lush tropical jungle, right? Maui. Can we call it jungle? Or am I being too, too, too mean? That's where you want to grow weed, Maui. Not necessarily Canada, but... It is what it is. So you think Hawaii will jump on the marijuana bandwagon at some point? Because they, they got they got they got the brand right, Maui Wowie. Um, and for the record, I like Hawaii. I, 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 there's parts of Hawaii that I don't like, like being a tourist in Hawaii. It's just not fun, right? It's it's well, it's fun, it's relaxing, but you kind of feel like you're getting a nickel-dimed, or you know. Uh, you're like, every steak on the island is $50? Yep. <laughs> and fish is, like, you kind of feel taken when you get them Why?
3: That's terrible.
1: Oh, that's terrible. And you know what? I never need to do another law in my life. Ever, never, ever, never. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Are we over-saturated with Imagine Dragons? Maybe. Are we over-saturated with owning winners like Amazon? Maybe. Stock's been on a tear this year. And one analyst says 2019 will be a good year for Amazon. In a report today out of Cohen, John Blacklitch says Amazon is the firm's best bet in 2019. Now you're like, well, I kind of feel like it's already run. I kind of missed that train. Kind of missed that boat. Like a house on a hill, I remember you. Amazon's kind of got that that kind of beautiful image in your head, right? Like, I wish I would have owned that stock. If only I'd owned that stock, I would have been cool. I would have been loved. Women would have fallen for me. Men would have bought me drinks. But I didn't buy Amazon. And one analyst is saying you can buy Amazon and make money in two thousand nineteen. Fentanyl has overtaken heroin as the deadliest drug. Dun 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 synthetic opioid responsible for killing eighteen thousand overdoses in two thousand sixteen. So fentanyl, I know you're saying, can I invest in fentanyl? I don't know. That's not the point. Let's talk about Amazon. Back to Amazon, right? Like a house on a hill, you remember how great it was, and you are like, if only I had bought it. And one analyst is saying, it's got 37% upside in 2019. And you're like, 37%? Well, let's, let's, let's go figure that out, John. If I put my money in a bank, $1,000 in the bank, I'll earn less than 1%. Or I can put my money in Amazon and become an owner of the company and get thirty-seven percent, so says one analyst, right? This year, two thousand eighteen. I know you're saying, when I was a young boy, I didn't think 2018 was ever gonna happen, but here it is, it's 2018. It's up forty-one percent this year. And one analyst sees it up another thirty-seven percent next year. Now again, I don't know. I I don't wanna make fun of addictions. Some people are addicted to Krispy Kreme donuts. I get it. But how about being addicted to outperformance, right? Is there a little bit of behavioral finance in this story? Maybe. The analyst says the company has market share gains ahead of itself in apparel and grocery. So they can pick up business in apparel and grocery. I kind of agree with that. The analyst also goes as far as to say that Amazon not only has gains ahead of itself in apparel. I got I got to get more socks. I got to get more socks. But the company also has significant international growth opportunities. Interesting, right? You're like, "Oh, I did not know that." People in Chile want to order on Amazon. Can't they just go to the Amazon? <laughs> uh, a ge- little geography joke, right? Never works. And it always falls dead. Very funny. But the analyst says apparel growth, grocery growth, international growth. These are things you're looking for. The ability to open up. The ability for Amazon to maintain its web services dominance. Right? Eight hey, web services... Amazon Web Services, Uno Numero, or Numero Uno. I don't know, which do you put it in front of it or behind it? I don't know. But they also have growth in advertising. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little put off by the advertising. Not to the point that I'm willing to quit Amazon, because I can't quit you. I can't quit you. But the advertising is a little putting off, right? I can't quit you, though. So. It's interesting because, like, I, I see more advertising on Facebook, and it, it does turn you off, right? And you go, "Wait, wait, aren't I paying Amazon a subscription service?" But that's Prime Delivery, right? That's for delivery, not necessarily excludes advertising. You are like, "Ugh, oh, would I pay extra to exclude the advertising?" Maybe, but see, what's interesting about Amazon is if I need socks, I got a size fourteen feet. You know, what they say about big feet, right? Big shoes big ooh, socks
0: my, my, my.
1: so my socks if i buy men's large socks size 12 they don't fit i need to go like freakish side size um i know you're going where's this go story going first thing i check i, I, I search amazon for socks and I, I see my orders in the past that socks that i've gotten and i've liked done but then there's like some advertising thrown in there now and you're like ooh. These socks are pink and pretty and furry. Maybe I'll go that direction. And it's it's brought to you advertisement by pink furry socks, right? But it is a little putting off. But it's still not kind of a, a prime impediment per se. Oh, listen, look at my look at me and my my use of Amazon Prime and Prime. <laughs> um, so you get further penetration, and I think Amazon's doing everything right. And what's interesting about Amazon? They seem to figure out ways of invading other people's territory, and that's a good thing. If you could invested in the uh, was it the Mongols I, I don't know if you could invest invested in some sort of crazy tribe that like plundered Asia and Europe, there's business in that, right? And Amazon's plundering at this point in time. they're plundering other businesses. I don't think the analyst is wrong about 2019, because I think Amazon's going to pull some rabbits out of their hat and say, hey, we'll do drug delivery. Hey, we'll do food delivery. Hey, we'll buy a delivery company like Lyft. They'll do something special in 2019. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money, invested more.